This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I was a little bit naughty last week and I didn't upload an episode like I normally do. And I have good reasons for that. I promise. I think a lot of you guys will be happy with the reasons. I've been working on some projects, both new and old. So I'll be sure to update you guys on the new things as, you know, they get flushed out and get closer. But I've been working on some projects with one of my friends, which has been really fun because it's kind of like a passion project, but also something I'm really excited about and I think will be very successful. Um... But I've also been, I I just need to buckle down and finish this course. So the course will be launching, relaunching next month in October. So I come hell or high water, it will be relaunched in October. So that is the official announcement date to come soon. Uh, If you'd like to get on the list for that and you're not already, I'll, I'll leave a newsletter sign up link in the show notes so you guys will be the first to know when the new social media management course is launched but it'll be next month that coupled with traveling you know I went to Montreal recently with my friend and I have had a ton of work just a ton of creative work that I've been doing I think I mentioned that in my last episode that I've been doing a ton more video editing which has been great but it's also just so demanding physically um equipment wise like I'm realizing oh my gosh my computer is like slowing down and just my eyes have been hurting a lot so yeah not really a good excuse (laughs) but I've just been busy so one of the things that I did last week was I uploaded a new video about video marketing and kind of how to get started as a video marketer and one of the tips I gave in there I was like I am such a silly person because I don't do this myself and that's repurpose my content. So I am going on a hopefully just one or two episode kind of mid-season break because I am actually getting ready to do some other things that you guys will see in my videos soon. Um, Maybe a move, maybe some more travel. So instead of uh, rushing to edit this week's episode, um, what I'm going to do is I'm actually repurposing a video that I made quite a while ago. So I know a lot of you guys probably haven't seen it or heard it, or if you already did see it, it might be a good refresher because I get so, so many people asking questions about just very entry level, like just starting out as a freelancer. So this video is actually called five things that I wish I knew about freelancing. And I think it's going to help a ton of you guys a a lot. I said that weird. I think it's going to help you guys a ton. Uh, it's kind of just going over everything that I wish I knew and all of the advice that nobody ever told me but would have really helped me out when I first got started. So this is going to be that video repurposed for the podcast. So if I say anything like in the description box, I mean in the show notes. And if I say um, anything about this video, I mean this uh this podcast. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. I hope this format's okay for you. I just wanted to make sure that I got something up and I thought that this would be a really good thing for you to, um, for you to hear. I also wanted to read an iTunes review. So make sure to leave me a review on iTunes 
uh, you can just scroll down and click on the stars and click on write a review and I might read yours on air. So this one comes from Happy Day X. The title of the review is so inspiring and enlightening. So thank you so much for that review. This person goes on to say, loving the host's voice for podcasting as well as her actual content. There are a lot of people who talk about freelancing, but I think this is an especially great resource. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Those reviews mean the world to me. And yeah, like I said, I'd really appreciate it if you guys are avid listeners. If you would go ahead and leave one, they help me out more than you know. And with that said, I am going to roll the episode. This is five things I wish I knew about freelancing. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James, and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Okay, so the absolute number one thing that I wish I would have known before I started freelancing was how to properly price my products and services. Did I do a video about this yet? I don't think I did, but I do have a podcast episode coming up, but maybe I'll do a video soon too about pricing. But since I don't have a resource available on that yet, what I will do is give you a really brief 101 on how I've learned to price my products. There's a few things that I keep in mind when it comes to pricing. First thing you have to pay attention to and, and the most important thing is how much money do you want to make? I can say all day that I'm gonna sell a course for $10 or I'm gonna sell a social media package for $100, but at the end of the day, that's not doing me any good if I'm still trying to dig myself out of whatever income that I'm making, if that makes sense. I think a lot of people price their products and services just to sell something. They're like, I just need to make a sale and get started. And I think that's pretty valid in the very beginning. I mean, that's definitely what I did. I definitely worked for very, very cheap when I first started out. But once you actually start making this a career and getting to start getting serious about this, you have to really think about what you want your desired income to be. So there's actually a really cool calculator I found. It's on a journalist's website. So I don't really know where I found it. I was just like Googling my life away one day and it will be linked in the description box. Open that up, but essentially what you do is you, you plug in, let's say that I wanna make $80,000 a year. So the first thing to keep in mind is that revenue and profit are different things. So a lot of people think, okay, I wanna make $80,000 a year. That means I need to sell $80,000 worth of services or products. That's actually false. Um, you need to make a lot more than that because you have a cost of operating your business. So. What this calculator does is it takes the number that you plug in that saying that you want to make and you add up all your expenses to run your business so that includes like your social media scheduling tools your office if you have an office um you know all that kind of stuff any subscriptions that you have to like canva or like photoshop or anything like that and then it's going to spit out a number at you saying how much you need to make per year and what you can do with that number is essentially divide that up to determine how much you really need to be charging per project 
and how many projects you need to take to actually make that income. And it's really important to get in this habit at the get-go when you start freelancing, because like I said, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, I'll do this for a hundred bucks. But like at the end of the day, the, the scheduling tool that I pay for, just one, I pay for many, many different things. But to run my business, one of the scheduling tools that I use, I think costs 50 or maybe even $100 a month alone. So me selling a social media service for $100 basically does me nothing. I may be making a $20 profit or something like that, which I could probably make that money easier and in a shorter time period by going and getting a second job at the mall. You know what I mean? So you have to keep those things in mind. And then the other two things, and I'm not gonna ramble on this, like I said, I, I need to do a full video on pricing for sure. But the other two things that I do keep in mind somewhat are the value of my product. So am I the only person in the world who offers whatever product or service this is? Is a super revolutionary? If so, you need to compensate your, yourself for that. And then also competition. And I, I say that last and least importantly because if I price myself according to what the competition was doing, honestly, there are people out there who charge $50 a month for social media management. I don't even, I can't compete with that. There's no way I could compete with that. Even if I hired somebody and had them do that and hired them at minimum wage, like it still wouldn't even, even out for me and it wouldn't be my best work, I don't think. So that's just something that I don't do, but I do think it's important to keep your eye out a little bit. Don't let that run everything. Keep that kind of in the back of your head, but essentially just get a feel for what is going on in the space and in the industry and make sure that you're not charging like $20,000 while the average is charging 500 or vice versa. I've discovered that for a really, really long time, and this is bringing it back to the whole point, is that I was undercharging for so many years and I still do it sometimes. Um, I definitely know that the, the content in my courses should be more expensive, but for me, that was never like a major piece of my business. That was never something that I thought was gonna be as big of a part of my income as it has become. And so I just wanted to get the content out there. So like these are all things that you live and you learn and like the next things I do will probably be more and blah, blah, blah. But essentially, I definitely undervalued myself. And not only is that bad for your income, but it also looks a little bad to your, to your clients or prospective clients if you're charging really, really low. It's kind of like one of those things you almost wonder like, is it too good to be true or what's wrong with this? For example, sometimes I'll go to like TJ Maxx or Marshalls or you know, one of those stores that has like discount kind of clothes and I'll see like a name brand, like, you know, contemporary designer piece and it's so cheap, like dirt cheap on clearance or whatever. The first thing that I do when I pick that up is I inspect it to see what's wrong with it. Cause I'm like, it has to be broken. It has to be missing something. Um, there has to be a stain on it. It has to be a return because when you see something that looks that good and is that cheap, that's just human nature. And I think that it actually keeps a lot of people from really pulling the trigger and making a sale when something is priced so inappropriately. So pricing, <laughs> definitely research this before you just start going willy-nilly and just charging like whatever you think sounds good at the moment. Number two, working with clients can be way more difficult than working for a boss. So a lot of people start freelancing because they wanna escape the nine to five grind, they don't want a boss, they wanna work for themselves, and that's all good and great. You know, if that's what you're doing full time, a lot of other people do side hustles and do both or whatever. Um, either way, a lot of people think that this is like a very autonomous thing that you get to work for yourself, you're in charge of everything, and that actually that having not having a boss is going to make things easier. And 
that can be true and false. Like there are definitely things that I love about working for myself. You don't really have to jump through as many hoops and ask, you know, approval for certain things or, you know, everything is your show. Like you're the director, like you decide what happens essentially with everything, which is a huge responsibility. And I think that people, they don't think about that enough, you know? Yeah, it can be amazing, but it can also be really scary if you find yourself in a position where that you're not really familiar with or if you don't know the answer offhand or if a client is upset with you. So clients can definitely be um, difficult. I love my clients so much. I, like, I feel very fortunate to finally, this is the first time, and I've been freelancing for over like six years now, I think. This is the first time in my entire freelancing career that I feel like I am 100% happy with how everything is going and I feel so accepted, so respected. Um, like I'm learning, like my clients are learning, like I'm really delivering. Like this is the first time truly that like every single person on my roster, I feel like so inspired and amazed with. So with that said, you know, I've been through six years of not always being perfect. And I'm not saying that my clients have ever been awful or that I've had any horror stories or anything like that. Well, I have had horror stories, but anyway, I'm not saying that everybody's awful or anything like that, but there have definitely been challenges along the way. And I think that people don't think about that enough. Um, a client is essentially a boss. I mean, yes, you get to decide how many hours you're working or what tools you get to use or what the prices are, how much you get paid. You get to choose all that stuff, yes. But at the end of the day, you have to answer to your client. If my client calls me and I just don't feel like answering for three days, I'm gonna lose that client. Like, it, you still have to report to somebody. Now, obviously there is a little bit more flexibility, but you definitely still have to report to somebody and you kind of have to do what they want. I mean, I, I say that with a grain of salt because you are your own person. You're an independent contractor. You're not their employee. And I don't want it to seem like you have to do everything that they want. It's important to keep your own professional boundaries and all that. But I mean, you do need to really work to make them happy. And the pressure is a lot higher even because working in a traditional job, if a client isn't happy or something doesn't go 100% right, usually you have a team of people. You have a boss to lean on. You have a boss to like ask feedback from. There's different layers of things, but when it's just you, if you screw something up, it's you and they know it. Like there's no one you can hide behind. There's no one you can have a team, you know, project with, like it's just you. So it's a lot of pressure for sure. Third thing, this, I'm not gonna go over too much, but taxes and financials and all of that stuff can get really, really stressful. I did do a whole Freelance Friday episode on this, so I'll be sure to link that down below if you haven't seen it yet. But essentially, long story short, save a bunch of your income. Save like 30 to 40% of your income is what I do for my taxes. Because the first time I got a tax bill, there were five digits on it and that freaked me out a little bit. I mean, obviously I was prepared for it. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't that prepared for it. Like I didn't know it was gonna be that intense. So yeah, make sure to save your money and there's a whole video on that. One tool that I will recommend to you is QuickBooks Self-Employed. I will have a link down below where you can actually get 50% off your first six months. It's an invaluable tool. I believe that makes it $5 a month for you for the first six months. So make sure to sign up using the link down below and it's amazing. You can connect your bank account to it and swipe like left or right depending on if it's a business expense or a personal expense and it'll categorize things for you and get everything nice for you to bring to your accountant when it's time to do taxes. And it is seriously a game changer for me. It makes my accounting so much easier and less stressful. Hashtag not an ad.
<laughs> but that is an affiliate link. Number four, I wish I would have known to give my best stuff away for free. Again, going back to the money thing, like in the beginning, I was all about, I just need to make money. I just need to hustle. I just need to get clients. I need to do this. I need to do that, whatever. And I feel like I skipped a couple steps. And I think that my growth could have been a lot uh, quicker and steadier if I would have done a couple of things first by doing things like lead, lead magnet type things. So I finally this year made a free course. It's called how to DIY your social media strategy. Essentially that free course was just a presentation that I gave. I got asked to speak at a women's leadership event and I basically did this presentation. I was like, this is actually kind of cool um, for people to know. And so I essentially repurposed my slides and recorded my presentation, like a voiceover of it, and made it a free course. It was super easy. It took me, you know, I don't know, an hour or two to actually put together. Um, so because of that, I was like, I don't really need to charge for it. I mean, it took me like an hour, whatever. And so I get, started giving away the course for free and my payment for the course essentially is the email addresses. And email addresses are a very valuable form of currency. I stress this in my newest course, Money Making Micro Influencer. We can't just keep our subscribers on Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. Like it's important to actually have a connection and the currency that I think is the most valuable still to this day is email. So I collect emails, add them to a list in my MailChimp list, and it's super valuable. Not only is doing things like that good to build a list and eventually help you build your client base, but it also helps spread your message. And I think that's another thing that I got really hung up on. It's like, how do people know that I'm good and that they should hire me for social media or for coaching or whatever if nobody's worked with me? And that kind of goes back to like episode one of this series of how to get clients, but you do have to let people know who you are and kind of get a hook, you know, hook people in with something so that they want to eventually pay you. I would say at this point in my career, 80% of my leads for real stuff, real business stuff, real income comes from YouTube. And that's because I give really good content for free. You don't even have to give an email address for YouTube. I just ramble on here about random stuff and people are like, hey, she kind of knows what she's talking about and I would like to work with her. So they click on work with me and a relationship forms. That is so important. Now, obviously there's a line that you have to draw. I'm not saying like work your butt off and give everybody a free consulting call and everybody free personalized coaching. And if you can just give your best knowledge away for free and kind of demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, that is really, really important. Now, when it comes to doing personalized things, that's really where I draw the line because that takes up a lot of time. Making a YouTube video, okay, yes, YouTube does take, take a lot of time and energy and stuff, but it's like one time and then it's out there and then everybody can see it and watch it over and over and over again and get views over a period of years. Whereas a consulting call, even just getting ready for a call, like I have to do my makeup, I have to make sure my house is clean. Like it takes a lot to set up for one of those things. So I can't do those for free, but give away what you can for sure. Okay, and the last tip, this is funny. This is, I heard this the other day, somebody said this and I thought it was a really weird and funny term but it was eat your own dog food. <laughs> I think that's what it was, I don't know. Essentially, do whatever it is that you say that you do, do it well. Think about it like this. If you wanna get your hair done, would you trust a hairstylist who had like her roots showing down to here and like a really ratty 
hairdo and split ends and just not generally appealing looking hair. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, but it's one of those things, like you have to present what it is that you claim that you can do for other people. And this is something that I still struggle with all the time. My social media accounts for my business, my like actual business where I take clients from, um, is pretty much non-existent. Like it's so bad. I mean, I, it's, it's embarrassing. Um, and that's my job. Like I'm telling these people, Hey, I can help you with your social media, but my social media is crap. So just ignore that. Do as I say, not as I do. I've even said that very, very often here on freelance Friday. Uh, I've said that to you guys and that's not the way to do it. I mean, I think that people understand that I spend more of my time working on client stuff than on my own and that's why my own social media presence is so awful. I think people know that who know me. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you guys who watch this series regularly, you guys know that because you guys see in my vlogs that I'm working on stuff and I'm hustling and I'm doing this and doing that and whatever. But the random passerby who's Googling like social media marketing services and they stumble upon my Facebook page that has like 25 followers or something they're not gonna give me a call. So it's really important, do whatever you can. And obviously I'm speaking just for social media. I don't know whatever it is you do um, for your freelancing, but for social media, just get a good scheduling tool, hire a virtual assistant, hire an intern legally, pay your interns if you hire an intern, um, hire a freelancer, like just figure something out that works for you. Just make sure to invest in that when you can. I know it's really hard because that doesn't pay you, right? Like that doesn't give me a direct return by posting on Facebook for my own business that everybody comes to me on other channels and on my personal channels and on YouTube and stuff anyway. So it's like, I don't see the value, but I know the value. And so it's important to do whatever it is that you say that you can do for other people demonstrate it. You're your own best example. And with that said, like you're your own best, um, kind of test rat, if you will, or I don't test rat. That's, whatever you know what a test dummy whatever you know i try different things all the time on my own social channels just to see if they work i go live and i try different story things and i do ads like you know i do all kinds of different things so it's nice to have an actual engaged audience who you can kind of play around with and then get better with for clients or for your job or whatever did that last sentence make sense i don't think so but i hope you guys got the point and that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.